Olav or Veve Jacobson has been winning elections in Nui for the past 35 years, apart from a spell when she was the country's High Commissioner to New Zealand. She came fifth of the six successful candidates on the common roll at the weekend in an election that brings a lot of new MPs, including six women, into Parliament. Mrs Jacobson spoke with Don Wiseman about her intentions in the new Parliament, which she says will be refreshed with the young people coming through. I acknowledged that when I was going around in my campaign and realized we've got these young people coming through, which is good because, as you know, New Air doesn't have party politics whereby you can groom people to come through. We're basically 20 independent people that are in Parliament. So you're basically, you, you learn the ropes, You swim or you drown. And so I've managed to stay above water and have lasted this long. And I think I'm doing something right. But at the same time, the younger people coming through are also uh, thinking, well, maybe it's time for some of these veteran politicians to bow out and let them have a go. That's fine. But I think Parliament has got to have a good mix. What sort of shape are you expecting the new government to take? I know as opposition leader, you said in the, the last uh, sitting before the election yes. that it's appropriate for Dalton Tangalangi to carry on. Is that what you think is going to happen? Given that he's had a, a bad start to his first term in leadership... You mean because of the pandemic? Yes, because of the pandemic and a whole string of other stuff, it's only fair that if you really wanted to suss out the true colours of the person and the calibre of what you've got in front of you, uh, I'm quite happy to give him another chance. If he were to stand again unchallenged and no one challenges the leadership role, I'm going to put my name down because I think it's important that democracy is seen to be observed at all levels in politics. It also puts a stamp of approval on who your leader is going to be. I also think that it's good now to test the waters in terms of the presence of our women that are in the House. There's six women members now. I just wanted to see where they sit with all this thing about gender equality and how they envisage that kind of thing with a woman in leadership. But it's fair to say that we herald from a country that is predominantly male-orientated and that we still run on the traditional thing. That's the man's role. Leadership is always a man's role and that women are secondary to that. So you want to test, see whether that still applies. Well, it'll be interesting because you've got some new men also that have come in and and see where they sit. I mean, obviously, we're, we're not going to feature, we don't have the numbers, but in the case that we do, and uh, we have the men who are supportive of that kind of thing, I don't think there's a question in terms of whether women in leadership, and I'm talking about my leadership, I've never questioned my own integrity and ability to be able to take on leadership.
And I think I've still got another uh, opportunity that I can take this on, but it's not as if I'm inadequate to play that role. And I think it puts a lot of people into the place of where they actually stand in terms of women in parliaments. On the subject of democracy you mentioned earlier, and the importance of seeing it, well, there are some oddities in this election, aren't there? The large number of people in the village seats who were elected unopposed. We're starting to see an increase of that. We've had some small villages for many, many years come through like that. And and because it kind of sets that precedence, it gives way to other villagers to do the same thing. What do you think is the solution? Should there just be a common role and nothing else? No, I still think it's, it's good because the purpose of having the constituent seat is to give status and importance to a village. If you put them all on common roll, you could have the whole lot of people just coming out of the one village that predominantly has a very high population. And if it's a population of affluence and those kind of things influences the way people vote, uh, and so I don't think it would truly reflect what people wanted to see is the importance of your identity as a Nguyen having come from a particular village. If you have 14 village seats and six of them this time round uh, don't have any contest, uh, what's going to happen next time? Nine? Twelve? Well- I think we do need to change that archaic law of 1966, that where you have no one to challenge, that person, nominated by two people, will get in by default. Basically, you are then called a duly elect. That's what it says in the law. So it's that law that enables those six villages not to vote because no one had contested it. But for me, the solution is very clear. The Constitution of 1974 gives us the way to do it. They said, yes, 14 seats and six common roll seats. You go to the polls, you do it by secret ballot under universal suffrage. And so people have the right to do that. But if there's only one person who had put in their nomination, and you've got to remember, this is basically just a request. This is not the village meeting to say, oh, um, would you agree that I should be the only one standing? No, the villagers did not do that. So this is just one person expressing an interest. But because nobody else had challenged it, that person gets in effectively by default. But I thought the Constitution would override that archaic law of 1966 because it's already provided for in the Constitution where it says that the member shall be elected by the electors of that constituency. So even if it's one person, the whole village will still go to the polls and they will cast their vote. The ones that don't uh, wish to have him represent them, they don't need to go and vote in the constituency polls. They will just vote in the common roll polls. I mean, the answer is already provided for in the Constitution, and I thought the Constitution superseded 
all other laws on Niue. Those six people, how do they legitimize their position and what status do they have to speak? And I don't want to get to the stage in the House whereby, you know, we can get a little bit awful with ourselves and say, well, I don't know why you should be talking because you really don't have a voice. Thank you.